0: Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you're encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. And we're going to be looking at the first seven verses of 7 King, uh, 2 Kings chapter 4 this morning. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about several different things. In our first week, we talked about God's vision for our life. Uh, to, and that is to know God, to grow God, or to grow in God, to discover your purpose and to make a difference. Last week, we looked at the sermon about Samson and how Samson in his life made little decisions that caused him to... Uh, to lose everything in, in his life the enemy took his vision from him the enemy took his strength the enemy took his freedom uh, he began to work for the enemy and he lost his anointing and, and because of little decisions that he made in his life and I want to just challenge you and remind you this morning of this whatever you allow the enemy to have in your life he will take from you whatever you allow to have Whatever you allow the enemy to have in your life, he will take care of you or he will take it from you. He's not going to stop pursuing you and he's not going to stay away from you because he's trying to pull you away from what God is trying to do in your life. And so I wrote these words down, these three words, and I want you to remember these words. Not today, Satan. Say it with me. Not today, Satan. Say it one more time. Not today, Satan. Listen, He's won in many areas of our life, but He's not going to win today, nor is He going to win tomorrow, amen? We're going to stand up against the enemy, we're going to resist Him, because the Bible says when we resist Him, He will flee. He will flee from us, because that's what the Word of the God, that's what uh, our Word says, and so this morning, I want you to know something about this Scripture uh, this morning, and the enemy, the, 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 the creditor wants to enslave you. He wants your family. He wants you to live under oppression. He wants you to be depressed. He wants you to feel like there's no way out. And I don't know about you, but I've had moments in my life where one of the, some of the most frustrating and some of the most uh, frightening times in my life is when I had some debt in my life where well, I had creditors calling my house. Where is this payment? Where is this payment at? When are you going to pay this payment? If you don't do this, we're going to come after you. So they, they, they strike fear in your life. They strike fear in your life. They, they strike doubt in your life. And I want you to know something today is this, is that we've, all, we, we, we've been there in our life. We've had those moments where we felt like we, where we lived in fear and where there was no way out. But I want to tell you today is this, there is a way out. There is a way out. And we're going to look at that story in just a moment. Uh, in 2 Kings chapter 4. But I want you to remember something about today. Is that if you remember before David ever stepped out onto the battlefield to fight Goliath, Saul tried to fit his armor upon him and it didn't work. If you remember that story, you can go back and read it later, that Saul tried to give him his armor and it just didn't fit him. And so David stepped out on the battlefield with what was in his hand. He stepped out on the battlefield with what he was used to and what he, what he had in his house. And that was a sling and some five stones. You see, many times we pray that, that God would give us more faith. Or that God would give us more strength. Or we pray that God would give us more boldness or more courage. And I want to tell you this morning is this. Is that sometimes we pray those prayers, but we need to begin to use what's already in the house. We need to begin to use what's already in the house. And not be praying for more faith, not be praying for more boldness or courage, but be praying for opportunities that God would give us to share our faith with someone else now. Because when you begin to share that little faith, that little faith turns into greater faith. Begin to use what's already in your house, and that's what David did. He used what was in his hands. Moses used what was in his hand. It was a staff. And God did miracle after miracle through that staff and through Moses' life, that he just used what was already in His house. So Second Kings chapter four verses one through seven says this. It says, "The wife of a man from the company of prophets cried out to Elisha, "Your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that he's, and he revered the Lord, or he feared the Lord, as some scripture says, but now his creditor is coming to take my boys as, as his slaves." And Elisha replied to her, "How can I help you? Tell me what do you have in your house. Your servant has nothing there at all," she said, "except a small jar of olive oil." Elisha says, "Go around and ask your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask them for a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons, uh, and your sons, and begin to pour the oil into all the jars. As each jar is filled, put." It to the side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons, and they brought in the jars to, uh, to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not another jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go now, sell the oil, and pay off your debts. You and your sons can now live on what is left. So I want to ask you this morning, are you using what's in your house? Are you using what's in your house or do you find yourself always asking for more? Because I do believe that God has gifted us with things that's already in our house that if we will use them, that thing will begin to grow. That we shouldn't always be asking for more faith. We should be looking for opportunities to share the faith that we already have. Because when you step out in faith, when you begin to share that little faith, that little faith turns into greater faith. Use what's already in the house. Use what already God has given you. God has gifted you with something in your life. And He's asking you this morning, use what's in the house. Don't always ask for more, but already use what God has given you in your life. You see, sometimes we're people where we talk about faith. We talk about how much we believe. We talk about how bold we are and how much courage we have in our life until the time comes where we actually have to use it. And then we look at our lives and we look at our situations and we go, well, there's not enough. I don't have enough. God hasn't supplied me with enough. I don't have enough to do what God is calling me to do. And the answer is, yes, you do. It's already in the house if you'll just use it. It's already there in your house if you would just use it and if I would just use it. You see, in this story, we see a widow who has not only lost her husband, but you got to understand that her husband was her provision. Her husband was her provider. Her husband is now gone. She doesn't have provision now. She doesn't have anything left. He hasn't left her anything. And not only that, but he is a prominent man in the community. People knew who he was. He's, now longer, he's no longer in the, in the picture. He is now gone. She's lost her provision. She's lost the one that took care of everything in her life. He's now gone and she's wondering in her life, how am I going to pay the debt? How am I going to keep the creditor away from my sons and taking them as slaves? Because you have to understand, during that time, when you owed a debt to someone and you could not repay it, they would come and take your family and they would make them work until you paid the debt off. Or if they didn't want to bring them home, they just didn't bring them home back to you. So the creditor was coming. He was coming to take her sons. He was coming to take her family, and she didn't know what to do. She she didn't have anything, or she thought she didn't have anything. She didn't know what was going to happen. And so she was overcome with fear. She was overcome with doubt. She was overcome with things in her life that she didn't realize that, hey, he's coming, and i got to repay this debt in full. You see, verse 1 says, "...the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried Elisha." She says, "...your servant, my husband, is dead." And you, now, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now the creditor is coming to take my two boys as their slaves. Here you have a desperate mother who is crying out to the man of God whom her, who her husband served. A mother who is in desperation crying out to a man of God. You see, she was concerned from her family. She's already lost her husband and now she's about to lose her two sons to the creditor. And Elisha hears... In her voice, the desperation. And he senses the desperation in her voice. And he says these words to her. He says, how can I help you? He senses the desperation. He senses the the fear and the doubt in her life. And he says, how can I help you? You see, Elisha wants her to know that he's there to help her. That he's there to give her some, some help and some guidance. This man, Elisha, that we're talking about in this story has now just taken over for Elijah and he's received a double portion on his life. A man that is called by God to be a mouthpiece to speak to people. Notice he doesn't run out and begin collecting money for her. Notice he doesn't run out and start selling stuff to raise money for her. But he asks her a question that I do believe that God is asking us today in this church And I want to share with you this morning three things. Number one is this, what's in your house? What is in your house? Elisha says to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? I don't know if that's the question that this mother of desperation wanted to hear in that moment. She probably wanted Elisha to tell her how to fix it or to fix the problem for her. But he asked the question, what do you have in your house? I don't think that's the response that she was looking for or even was expecting from the man of God. But he asked her the question, what do you have in your house? You see, she had nothing Her husband didn't leave her a savings account where she could go and draw from. She was under the impression that she didn't have anything to take care of this debt. She was worried. She was overcome with fear and doubt. And all she could think about was losing her boys, not thinking about what's in the house. Have you ever been there before? Sometimes you don't think about what's already in your house. You're just thinking about the problem that is standing in front of you. And you forget about what's already in your house. Why? Because you're overcome with fear and doubt of, because of the problem that's, that's standing in front of you. How many times do we find ourselves like this lady wondering what's going to go on? How's, how are we going to fix the problem? Where's the problem or fix going to come from in this situation? See, I'm not just talking about money this morning. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about strength and courage. Whatever we need in our life to fight off the enemy, Jesus has it available to you. It's already in your house. And if you will take what God has given you and begin to fight, that little bit turns into a greater thing in your life because you're using what God has given you in your life. You see, when you're faced with a dire situation, the first thing that we think about is not is that we don't have enough well, God's not answering my prayers in my life, so I guess I don't have enough faith. We find ourselves asking for more faith, more courage, more boldness, forgetting what's already in the house. You see, we increase our faith by using the little faith that we already have. We increase our boldness by using or stepping out in bold situations in bold situations that God has given us. We increase our courage by stepping forward in moments that takes courage. That's how we increase those things, by stepping out in God and just relying on Him. And in that moment, God will give you the faith and He will increase your faith exactly what you need in that moment. You see, when David stepped out onto the battlefield, he didn't ask God for anything. He just stepped forward to what was already in his house. He didn't fall on his knees and ask God for more. He didn't ask God for more faith. He didn't ask God for more boldness or or more courage. He just stepped out on the battlefield with what he had already in his house. And you see what happened to Goliath. He was defeated. Why? Because David already used what was in his house. Too many times we always want more faith. We always want more courage. And God's looking at you going, why don't you use what I've already given you? And watch that little faith turn into great faith. Because that's how it grows, people. People. Is when you step out in faith, when you use a little bit that God's given you, that's how it grows, is by how you use it and how you exercise it. It's not going to grow if it's, if it's not used. But we find ourselves asking, God, God, give me more faith. God, give me more courage. God, give me more boldness. And God's looking at us going, why don't you just use what you already have and watch, it, and watch it begin to grow. And watch it begin to grow in our life. David wasn't praying for that kind of stuff. He went forward and faced Goliath and he defeated Goliath. Why? Because he had already defeated a lion and a bear in his life. He'd already seen God work in his life in that moment. And this situation wasn't going to be any any different in his life. When little faith is used, it turns into greater faith. Matthew chapter 17 verses 20 says this. It says, he replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. You see, Jesus is looking at his disciples knowing that they had little faith. And he's telling them, guys, you have what it takes to say to this mountain, move if you'll just use it. If you'll just use it, it's already there. Yes, you have little faith. And if you have the size of a mustard seed, if you have that little bit of faith in your life, you can say to that mountain, move, and it will be moved. In other words, he was looking at him, going, just use what's in your life. Use what's in your house that God has already placed there. You see, some of you have already seen God work in your life. You've already seen God do things in your life and, and, and seen miracles in your life. But sometimes we, all, we come to situations in our life where we forget what's in the house. We forget what's in the house. Verse 2 says, Your servant. Her her reply was this: Your servant has nothing there at all. There's nothing there, she said. And then she remembered, except there's a small jar of olive oil. There's nothing in the house. I don't have anything. I don't have what it takes to repay the creditor. I don't have anything to, to pay back this debt to, to stop losing my sons. And then she goes, Oh, wait a minute. I remember there's this little jar of oil. That's in my house. She remembers that she had something, but it was small. You see, she's thinking about the situations she's thinking about. She's not thinking about what's in the house. She's just remembering in that moment. Hey, I got this little jar of oil in my house. You see, I want you to know something today. Remember that God has placed something in your life that can be used to change your situation or the situations that are around you. It may seem like a little, but when you step out to use it, that little becomes plenty. You may look at that little thing in your situation and you go, it's it's little, but God says, That's okay. It's little, but I can use it to, to do great things with it if you'll just use it, if you'll just give it to me. If you'll just give it to me. Number two is this. Elisha asked her to step out. She he asked, first of all, what's in your house? And then he says this, now I need you to do something for me. I need you to do something for me. Number two is this, he asks her to step out. Verses 3 and 4, Elisha says, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. And don't ask for just a few. So just imagine this morning that, that her and her sons are running around the neighborhood knocking on doors asking, can I, "Can I? do you have any empty jars for me this morning? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. He's running through the neighborhood and he's collecting all of these empty jars in her life because she, he's about to do something, but she doesn't understand it yet. Excuse me, do you have any jars? Thank you so much. Excuse me, do you have any jars, ma'am? Thank you so much. Do you have any jars, sir? I, I need to borrow these. Thank you so much. And so she's running through the neighborhood and she's collecting all of these empty jars and she's collecting them and she's taking them back to her house but you see she doesn't know what's about to happen but she's stepping out in faith Do you see the picture this morning she doesn't know what's about to happen but she's stepping out in faith you see when you and I begin to step out in faith God will meet you there God will begin to provide for you he will show you things that you never thought would ever happen by you just stepping out you see so many times we want more and God's just saying just step out and use what I've already given you It's there. Just use it. Just step out and watch God move in our life. And so she's stepping out. There in that moment, her faith is tested. A woman who was fearful for her son's life, a woman who was maybe doubtful, and she didn't know what was about to happen, she's stepping out in faith. She's standing on faith this morning. And I want you to know that. Stand on faith. Don't stand on fear, because fear will get you nowhere. But faith will take you further than you ever thought you'd be able to go. She had to go from house to house, knocking on the door, asking people, excuse me, do you have a jar? Do you have an empty jar? And I'm sure the neighbors were thinking, what in the world is this crazy woman doing? Because they probably know the situation. Her husband is dead, and now they probably think she's cuckoo. And she's running around knocking on the doors, asking, hey, do you have any jars for me? I need some empty jars, but can I tell you this morning, it didn't keep her. She didn't care about what they were thinking. She was doing what the man of God asked her to do. And that's all she was focused on. Is that she was going from house to house collecting empty jars. Listen to me. Empty jars, not halfway full jars. Not full jars, but empty jars because God can't pour himself into something that's already full. He's trying to show her that I want to pour out my life in you, but I need something that's empty. I need an empty vessel. I need something that I can pour my life out into. So the people were probably thinking, She's crazy. She's lost her mind. What is going on in her life? But she didn't care. She was just doing what the man of God told her to do. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 6 says this. It says, and without faith it is impossible to please God. And then it says, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Do you see that this morning? He rewards those who seek him. He rewards those who are willing to step out in faith, no matter what the situation is, is in your life. He rewards those who diligently seek him. See, she did what she was asked to do, and she did it in faith. I want to tell you this morning this your faith has to be greater than your fear. Is your faith greater than your fear this morning? Because if it is, then you will watch God move in your life and it will not paralyze you and keep you where you are. But if your fear is greater than your faith, then, you, then, then, then we need to increase that faith a little bit. We need to begin to start praying and, and just, just stepping out in faith and just doing what God's called us to do. And we will overcome that fear in our life by God. She didn't know what was about to happen. She didn't know what the man of God was going to tell her to do. She just went out and grabbed the jars and brought them home. James chapter 1, verses 6 says this. It says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like the waves of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. When you ask God, believe, don't doubt. How many times have you found yourself, God, I ask you to do this, but I'm not sure if you can. We'll pray a prayer, and then right after that, we begin to doubt. I don't know if you can, God. I'm not sure. Do, do you believe or you don't believe? The Bible says to believe it. Don't don't stand in it, don't have doubt in your life. But when you ask, believe it. Little faith turns into greater faith when it's exercised. When it's exercised. What you tell, I want you to know something this morning. Two, two and a half weeks ago, I began to start exercising again. And you're like, hey man, where'd it go, pastor. Trying to lose some weight, trying to get a little healthier. And I'm telling you, I'm sore all over. Because I'm using things that I haven't used in a long time. Can I tell you when you exercise your faith, it begins to grow. It might be a little sore up front, it might be like, I'm not sure. But when you begin to exercise your faith, it begins to grow into greater faith. You just sometimes you just gotta, you gotta step out, like he asked her to do. You see, we wish for greater faith. But the question is this: are you willing to use what you already have? We wish for greater faith. God give me greater faith. God give me this. God, but are you willing to use what you already have? Am I willing to use what I what I already have? Jesus is asking us just step out like he asked the lady there in that story. And number 3 is this. Start pouring. Just start pouring. Just start pouring. Verses 4 through 7 says, Then go inside and shut the door behind you, you and your sons. Pour oil into the jars as each one is filled and put it aside. She left him, shut the door behind him, her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring when all the jars were full, she said, she said to her son, bring me more jars. But he replied, there's not a jar left and the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and he said to her, go sell the oil, pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. And, and the last thing is this, this morning is this. You got to understand the oil is in your life. It's already there. God's just asking you to start pouring. He's just asking you to start pouring. Why? Because when you begin to pour into empty vessels, when you begin to pour into other people's lives, what happens is that God begins to replenish the oil that you're pouring out in your life. He begins to give you back what you're pouring out. Why? Because you're thinking about other people. You're wanting to help other people. And you're pouring out what God has given you in your life every single day. Whoops, I poured it all over the table there. You just got to pour what's already in your life. Just start pouring. Just start stepping out in faith. And when you start pouring into other people, God starts pouring back into you. Do you understand this morning that that oil, that little jar that that she was pouring out of, it was small, but it kept filling back up and it kept filling back up and it kept filling back up in her life until she poured it all out. And the cool thing about the story is this is that not only did she have enough to pay the debt, she had enough to live on for the rest of her life. Do you understand when you take the little that's in your life and you pour it into God, God turns it around and He gives you more than enough. He gives you more than enough. But the Bible says or for us this morning is this, is are we using what's in the house? Are we stepping out in faith and just going, you know what, God, I don't understand the moment. I'm not sure what's going to happen here, but God, I'm just going to step forward. And are we taking what's already in our life and are we pouring it into other people? Elisha says, just take what's in the house and just begin to pour into the empty vessels. And it begin to fill back up and fill back up and fill back up. Psalms chapter 62 verses 8 says this. It says, trust in Him at all times, you people. Then it says, pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. Eliza asked her, ask her, what's in your house? Then he asked her to do something by faith, and that was to step out. And then he said, just start pouring. Just start pouring. And in that moment, she saw that she had more than enough. In other words, her family was saved. The creditor is no longer coming for her family. Because she stepped out in faith and she did what the man of God asked her to do. Every empty vessel was filled to the brim and she set it aside and she sold it to save her family and to live on. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 8 says this, And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. You will have plenty left over to share with others. Elisha, or this lady, she didn't know what was going to happen, but she stepped out in faith. Her faith was greater than her fear. I asked you that question this morning. Is your faith greater than your fear? If you have fear in your life about what's going on, do you, is your faith greater than your fear? I want you to stand with me this morning as we go to the Lord in prayer. See, I want you to know this morning, this is a, this is a time where we're going to evaluate our lives. We're going to look at ourselves and go, what's in the house? Well, I've got this, and, and maybe God's asking me to do this with it, or maybe He's asking me to use it in this area, or do something with it over here. If He's asking you, if you feel God is nudging on your spirit to do something with what He's giving you in your life, then I want to challenge you this morning to just step out. And I'm telling you, when you step out, that little faith turns into greater faith. And God will begin to supply your needs because you stepped out. See, too many times we hang on to what's, our, what's in the house because we don't feel like it's enough. Can I tell you, when you step out in God, little becomes more than enough. If you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, move, and it will be moved. That nothing is impossible. So right where you stand this morning, just begin to evaluate your life and ask yourself, what's there? What's already in my house? I don't need to pray for more of this. I don't need to pray for more of that. But I'm just going to take what's in my life and I'm going to begin just to pour it out. I'm just going to begin to step out and pour it out as the story tells us this morning. Father, today we, we thank you for every person that's in this room today, God. Every life is special in your eyes, God. Every life, God, there's something there that you've placed in their life, God. And, and, and you're, you're asking us, God, just to start pouring. Just to start pouring. And God, if we're already doing that, then then God, we're going to keep pouring. But God, maybe some of us in this room haven't maybe took that step of faith yet that says, I'm going to step out and I'm just going to do what I feel like God's calling me to do. God, that when we know that when we take that first step, that you're going to provide for us. There are many times where we want you just to show up on the scene and and fix the need and take care of the situation. But God, so many times, there's there's times where you just ask us to step out in faith. And when we begin to step out in faith, God, you begin to meet that need. You begin to meet that need. So today, God, that's what we do in this house. That our faith is going to be greater than our fear. that we're not going to allow fear to overcome our minds and our lives, God, but we're going to stand on our faith as we prayed earlier. Because that's what our churches need today. That's what our world needs, God, is faith and not fear. So today, Father, we honor you with our lives and we thank you this morning. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask this question this morning. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I feel like you're speaking to me this morning, I really feel like God's tugging on my heart and, and, and I really feel like God's asking me to do something, but I, I, I haven't done it yet and I'm, I'm, I'm a little afraid. I, but just, I would just want you to pray for me this morning. If that's you, just simply lift your hand up and you can put it back down. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else that would say, Pastor, that's me, just pray for me. Just pray for me. I'm going to wait just a few more moments. If that's you, just slip your hand up this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. More than enough. Little becomes enough. God, I I pray for that person that lifted their hand this morning. God, that you've been speaking to about a situation in their life. Lord, I pray that you would direct them. The God that they would would just step out as the word says today, just step out. and When we do, you're going to meet us there. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to fear. We're just going to step out and do what you've called us to do. Just keep pouring. Just keep pouring. What's in the house? Lord, today I I pray as we exit this building today, that God, that we would walk out of this building, God, with something that we didn't come in here with. And that tomorrow morning when we wake up, God, to go to wherever it is that we're going to be going, God. May our lives not be directed by fear, but by faith. And God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for touching hearts today and Challenging us with your word today, Father. And I give you praise in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a safe week. We will see you again. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.